This is Ringler Radio, where you get all the latest news and information about structured settlements from experts across the U.S. Ringler Associates, celebrating 35 years of successfully helping injured people and their families. Ringler Radio is made possible in part by the life markets that issue structured settlement annuities, including Allstate, American General, Liberty Life, MetLife, New York Life, John Hancock, and Prudential. Now join Ringler Radio host Larry Cohen. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome again to Ringler Radio. I'm Larry Cohen, your host and head of Ringler Associates Northeast Operations, and we're certainly glad you could join us again today. Well, today we're going to talk about the challenges facing the structured settlement industry in 2011 and the strategies being developed to meet them by the National Structured Settlement Trade Association. And joining me today as my co-host is my Ringler colleague, Randy Dyer, who, uh, by the way, just happens to have been a past executive director of NASTA. And that should come in handy uh, today for you, right, Randy? Welcome. Absolutely. Thanks, Larry. Well, Good it's great to, great to have you here. And uh, we're going to be talking to our special guest today. Special guest is Michael P. Kelly. Mike is the pr- current president of the board of directors of NASTA. He's a founding member of Structured Financial Associates. Mike has more than 25 years of structured settlement experience and about seven more in the life insurance industry. He's a member of the National Association of Insurance and Financial Advisors and the Colorado and Denver Claims Association. So, uh, Mike, welcome to Ringler Radio. Well, thank you. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, I I assume it's kind of snowy out there in Colorado these days. You know, actually, it's quite cold, and I can't see the mountains, which is a bad sign. It means I'll be going (laughs) home early. Well, there you go. Well, Mike, let's get started. Uh, NASTA certainly has its finger on the pulse of what Congress may have up its sleeve at any given time. Uh, What do you think is the most important initiative for the structured settlement industry on Capitol Hill as we enter the new year? Well, uh, that's actually an easy one. Thanks for starting with an easy (laughs) one. Um, And that's protecting the uh, tax preference for injured parties. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not telling you anything you don't know, but Section 104A2 says, that the money received for a physical personal injury is received tax-free. Well, without that preference, those injured parties would have to pay taxes. That reduces the amount that's available to rebuild their lives, and it makes it difficult for us as structured settlement professionals to help them. Um, that is the number one uh, goal for uh, NASTA, actually, in any year, but... Uh, in this year, even more importantly. Well, well exactly, Mike, and I, and I think you uh, uh, you said it well that that uh, that's been a, a top priority of the association for years. But I know in your year as president, you are committed to uh, a broader agenda, a more aggressive agenda for the association, and that uh, following the regional meetings uh, in November and uh, the committee activity that's occurred since then. Uh, I know we're going to see uh, some uh, some new and exciting initiatives coming into the new year. Uh, can you give us a peek at any of that? Um, well, actually, uh, one of the biggest is trying to figure out what Congress is going to do. Um, this is not a scoop for you, but the control of the House of Representatives changed. Um, mm-hmm. We have lots of new members uh, in the House that really couldn't tell you what a structured settlement was. Uh, So we've had to make some changes 
to educate the incoming members about why injured parties should be treated differently. Um, in addition to that, we are looking at ways to expand the use of structured settlements, um, both from Congress in terms of things that they're doing, but also administratively through some of the uh, uh, other arms of the government. Interesting. Other than uh, having to educate new members of Congress, which I guess happens every two years in many instances, what do you feel the impact's going to be uh, of having Republican control come back to the House? And any specific uh, issues that you can think about? Well, um, I've been told uh, that the uh, number one goal and that was uh, stated in some of their caucuses right after they uh, uh, right after the elections was to have the largest rewrite of the tax code since 1986. Mm-hmm. Now that should put fear into the guy into all of us. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the statements that uh, I found particularly chilling was that they're going to take every tax preference look at it and find somebody uh, to defend it. And uh, that means that we, our education uh, component becomes even more important. And I believe that the the Republicans uh, will follow through on that and uh, they will start looking at each and every asset, uh, asset that they can look to keep uh, and reduce the amount of the tax preferences. Interesting. Well, my tax policy wordy. begins with the uh, House Ways and Means Committee. Uh, it all starts there. That, uh, that of course, is going to change. Uh, the uh, the ins are, are out, and there are fewer of the, uh, the Democrats that are going to be on the committee, more Republicans. Nobody knows exactly who's going to be on the committee yet. But how is that particular change in Congress likely to affect us? Well, I, I think the biggest is that um, that the uh, the Republicans have stated, and they stated in um, uh, the primaries and the general elections, um, that they're going to, quote-unquote, get rid of um, all of the preferences. There's been a lot of talk about, uh, you know, the... Uh, uh, the pork that's flowing through and the uh, special benefits given to corporations and individuals. And that, again, uh, means that we're going to have to work very, very, very hard, uh, especially with the Ways and Means Committee, where uh, several of our longtime supporters, um, people who know and believe in structured settlements, have either retired or been promoted, moved from ways and means to other committees. Um, And again, it goes back to education. We're going to have to go in and let some of these people that may have been on a science committee uh, who are now assigned to a uh, ways and means committee or subcommittee. Uh, That's going to be very difficult. It's a challenge, but we can do that. You know, you're right about the challenge, but even more than the new people and, and, and changing roles in Congress, I guess, 
My question would be this, how has the way or the manner in which NASTA interacts with Congress, how has that changed over the years? Uh, can you describe some of the changes? Talk about how they've affected uh, NASTA's lobbying efforts. I know there have been a lot of changes in the lobbying rules and, and all of that. Uh, you know, some people think lobbying is a, is a dirty word. I mean, lobbying to me is the education of people that need it. And uh, uh, how is NASTA going to interact with some of these changes in, in how people perceive lobbying? Well, we're very fortunate in that regard. Um, our lobbyists, and I agree with you about uh, uh, the common perception uh, about lobbyists. Mm -hmm. And uh, we're very fortunate to have Eric Vaughn helping us in that regard. And uh, he is the person that uh, leads us in work with uh, both houses, mm -hmm. uh, primarily Finance Committee and Ways and Means. And he is able to get uh, appointments for individuals like myself when we come to uh, Washington, D.C., so that we can go in and explain to our own representatives and uh, representatives and senators uh, on various committees. So it, it has changed some in, in the rules, and I, I won't even pretend to tell you that I know what the changes have been, because I don't. Um, but what I do know is that when we go on the Hill with a message, once we explain what we do and why we do it, uh, we're considered the good guys uh, because we're helping injured parties. We're helping them protect the money that they get. You know, Eric is a uh, great uh, asset for us, and he's been a guest on this show before, and I'm sure we'll be again. Uh, but uh, one of the things that Eric helped us put together over the last few years has been the Take the Hill initiative. We've had uh, our annual meeting in Washington the last two years uh, running. Tell, tell, uh, uh, tell our audience how that, that's worked for us. Oh, I love this program so much. You're going to have to ring her bell to stop me from talking about it. It has been the most exciting thing that I've seen happen in, uh, uh, in NASTA meetings. Uh, and I've been a member since NASTA first started. Um, what it amounts to is we take one of our meetings that's, uh, that's held in Washington, D.C., and we allocate part of a day, usually an afternoon, sometimes a morning and an afternoon, and we truthfully take the hill. We have set up prior to then meetings with representatives and senators um, one of the people from uh, Ringler last year was able to get uh, both senators and the Congress people from where he worked and where he lived, had meetings with all four people, then invited them, and they all attended um, uh, a cocktail recep reception that we had on the Hill. Um, it takes a lot of planning to do it correctly. And we have a, uh, a rather short booklet uh, that explains how to get the appointments, where to talk to the people. Um, and what happens is we are transported or we walk to Congress. We start these appointments, and they see us walking up and down the halls. And I have to tell you, it is a real thrill to walk through the halls of Congress to then be ushered into a congressman or a senator's office 
and spend 5, 10, 15 minutes with them and their staff. And the ones that know who we are, uh, to hear them talk glowingly about what we do, and the ones that don't know, see the light come on when we're talking to them about exactly what it is that we do and how we help these people. Um, it's a, um, uh, like I said, it's, it's been something that I enjoy and I enjoy talking about it, but I enjoy doing it more. And I've done it now for two years and I cannot wait till we get back this year and do it again. Well, I, I agree with you. It's a tremendous effort. Uh, it, and it pays dividends, uh, you know, there, many of these congressmen come and speak to the uh, to the at the meeting, and uh, it's it's interesting to see just how knowledgeable they are based upon the education they've received over the years. You know, the other thing that uh, I've noticed is that we've we in the structured settlement industry have somewhat partnered somewhat with the disability industry, and use that partnership to address some of these issues with the uh, with the members of Congress and kind of get a little broader audience or a little better a better reception on some of these issues uh, because of our work with the disabled. Don't you agree with that? Uh, yeah. And as a matter of fact, um, I have been on joint meetings mm-hmm. with uh, uh, people from disability groups. And you certainly do get a different response. Um, I heard a story one time about uh, um, going into a meeting Person didn't know, didn't care about structured settlements. Um, Andy was there from the APD, and he started talking about how structured settlements help the people in his organization and how important that is that they have this financial security and this ability to plan their lives and to kind of move on after an accident. And supposedly, from that point forward, that individual knew that you, you don't mess with widows, orphans, and uh, injured people because they have a a person who is willing to go out help them, and he had better back it. So uh, that was the story that I heard. No, and I no actually question. heard that at an APD meeting. Yeah, so. no, no question. Andy Imperato. And that group have been tremendous advocates for what we do, and it's great to have them on board because it certainly does help our efforts. But, Mike, as you move forward now, before we take a break, why don't you just think about uh, and tell our audience what some of the biggest concerns for the industry are as you go to Washington uh, from time to time. Obviously, the tax code needs to get protected, and we want to maintain this this thrust forward with uh, with what we do, but... Uh, any big concerns as you as you go there this year? Oh, um, we don't have long enough for uh, to go over all of them, but I'll be happy to go over uh, some of the larger ones sure. and some of the things that uh, our board of directors has uh, decided that we'll be working on. Good. Tell us a little bit about it. Well, one of them is expanding the use of structured settlements. Mm-hmm. Um, right now... Um, in the area of MSAs, there was a move to say that uh, they would be countable assets uh, and therefore couldn't be used in special needs trusts. Mm. Well, that would not be good for us in terms of 
being able to help these individuals. Um, I believe we have saw, we've stated, and I believe we are working now on what's called the POMS, which is a procedures manual, uh, to have that included in there, that it is an allowable uh, item to be put in a special needs trust. That was a concern. If if you take that away, uh, we will be uh, losing a source of business, and those individuals will be losing the ability uh, to have a tax-free product that's uh, guaranteed uh, payable for the rest of their life. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And also with MSAs, uh, we have to make sure that we are there, and it's a concern of mine that we be uh, included in the discussions and actually become a uh, preferred uh, provider. No question. Those are the two hot-button issues, and uh, the MSAs are uh, really a, a key element of, of going forward. Uh, the use well, of one of the itself. things that, uh, that MSAs are going to do, uh, I hope I'm not letting this out of the bag, but uh, interest rates have been somewhat low lately. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Is that a scoop for you? That's a scoop, yeah. I'm going yeah. to write that down. <laughs> <laughs> and um, the industry itself has been flat for many years, around $6 billion. And with MSAs, um, if they ever do become uh, a part, which I believe they eventually will, of the liability picture, uh, that could be a, uh, a way to uh, move the industry onward. Well, I agree with you. I think and that's what a lot of the people in the industry are, are looking f- forward to. Uh, I know a lot of cottage industries are growing up around uh, developing the criteria for the MSAs and, and putting it all together. But structured settlements are, uh, are a key component, and uh, I, I think they will be I- even more as we go forward. Well, let's take a quick break right now and come back in a minute with uh, our special guest, Mike Kelly, the current president of NASTA, and we'll be right back on Ringler Radio. This is Ringler Radio from Ringler Associates. Quite simply, the undisputed leader in structured settlements for 35 years. Ringler Radio is celebrating its sixth year right here on the Legal Talk Network, produced by broadcast professionals. Ringler Associates, the only broker you need. Listen to all the Ringler Radio shows. Just go to ringlerassociates.com or legaltalknetwork.com and click on Ringler Radio and choose a topic. Since 1975, Ringler Associates has provided the finest structured settlement services to all parties involved in the settling of physical injury claims. Experience counts. Over $23 billion in structures benefiting 166,000 injured individuals and their families and one of the few companies that truly enjoys the trust of all parties in the settlement process. Did you know you can download Ringler Radio to your iPod? Just go to iTunes and subscribe to the Legal Talk Network. It's free. We invite you to listen to other shows on the Legal Talk Network. It's free at www.legaltalknetwork.com. Did you know... Ringler Radio is one of the top three rated shows in iTunes. Thanks to all of our listeners who download all the Ringler Radio shows. Someone's at the door. Don't answer it. Why not? I'm listening to Legal Talk Network podcasts to get my CLE credit in West Legal Ed Center. Oh. 
I need to do that too. Where do I find them? It's easy. Just go to LegalTalkNetwork.com and pick a program for CLE, click on it, and start listening. Or go to WestLegalEdCenter.com and choose from any of the Legal Talk Network programs available for CLE. Perfect. I'll do that right now. Welcome back to Ringler Radio. Glad you could join us. Our special guest today is Mike Kelly, the current president of NASTA, and my co-host is Ringler Associate Randy Dyer. And our topic, NASTA's 2011 Agenda. And Mike, NASTA has uh, been dealing for some time now with how to address the whole area of factoring or the uh, selling of structured settlements. Why don't you talk a little bit about uh, the factoring issue and the uh, the companies that pursue the purchase of structured settlements? What are some of the uh, issues and some of the concerns that NASTA sees with the issue of factoring? Well, the uh, what NASTA is uh, has been working on now for a little over two years is putting together a education program that we can take out to groups of judges, clerks, mediators. Um, administrative law judges, mm-hmm. where we can educate them in what they should really know before approving a factored transaction. It's uh, going to be rolled out at our annual meeting uh, this spring in uh, Washington, D.C., and uh, that's it, good. It's going to be quite a program. Well, you know what? When you uh, when you roll that program out, I think it's time for you to come back. And uh, oh, I would love to do that. That was my um, uh, second committee that I worked on when I uh, after I joined the board. Interesting. Well, you know this concept of educating judges so they can make the right decision when they're confronted with a factoring uh, transaction uh, is very important. But Randy, I know you were there back in the days when uh, judges weren't even involved. Uh, Tell us how we got to the point where judges are now in the mix of determining whether a factoring transaction makes sense. Factoring's been a uh, huge concern for uh, for uh, a broad range of people, consumer activists, the disability groups, uh, people on the Hill, mm-hmm. for many, many years. Uh, and to address it, we uh, we developed a sort of a two-prong approach. We, we uh, uh, enacted a law in Congress that... Uh, uh, established the uh, the parameters for a factoring transaction. Then we went around and uh, uh, were able to enact uh, lo- legislation in 47 different states mm-hmm. uh, to uh, to put this uh, these transactions before judges so that people would have some oversight of of, of what was happening to them. Uh, and I think it has uh, uh, improved the situation from from all points of view. There is some certainty behind the transaction now. That, uh, that that wasn't there before. Uh, so, in in those days, we set up the, the the system. Now, as Mike said, the next phase is to educate judges as to what these transactions really are, how they work, who they're affecting, and uh, why it's so important for them to uh, look carefully at these, uh, yeah, these transactions. You know, there's a tendency of on the part of a lot of judges who are very very busy to to somewhat rubber stamp a lot of these transactions when they're presented by uh, by factoring companies and their lawyers who uh, who tend to make the case on behalf of the, of the claimant. There's a move afoot in some states. I know California, for example, has has decided to make sure that the original plaintiff lawyer who represented the injured party is is privy to the process so that they can come in and, and make comments as well because oftentimes uh, 
the, the full story isn't being told in, in the courtroom. So I think these are all helpful things. And uh, Mike, I think we look forward to uh, maybe next summer after you've come through with your, uh, your full agenda there on, on the issue to have you back here and let's talk more about it. Well, I'd love to do that. Good. Love to do it. Uh, Mike, let's talk a little bit about uh, NSSTA. There's been another uh, change in, uh, in the, uh, the home office and management. Uh, there were, were uh, some problems with the uh, the last uh, office structure. Fortunately, as you say, we've got Eric Vaughn now in control of the association. He's put together a, a, a really good team. Tell us a little bit about what they're doing. Well, um, probably the thing that most people would notice is that um, when you call the NASTA offices now, uh, you get somebody who knows your name. You get a a passion for um, for structured settlements and a real interest in in helping you solve a problem if that's what you've called in about. Mm-hmm. Um, we've uh, in addition to that, we've uh, redesigned our website to give our members more access. Um, we still have an emphasis uh, on education, whether it's Congress providing education, and I know you do your own CE credits, but for the rest of the industry, providing continuing education credits, and to a certain extent, the public, and uh, with uh, Peter Arnold, the uh, the media, different forms of media. Um, our last meeting in uh, Las Vegas in uh, November uh, had the highest ratings and the largest attendance of any of our educational meetings. Um, you know, Vegas will do that. <laughs> <laughs> That's if you can get them away from the table. <laughs> exactly. And um, it, it's um, uh, it, it's a growing enthusiasm again uh, for structured settlements, for what we do as individuals with society and with the public. And uh, I'm, I'm really looking forward to the next year. And uh, as we settle in with uh, Eric and Peter uh, as a team, I'm, uh, uh, I'm really excited about what's going on. Well, I think I can say that uh, for everyone at NASTA that uh, all of us welcome those, those changes. And uh, you can really tell and see the difference. How, uh, Mike, how is NASTA using some of the new technologies and the social media to attract uh, either new members or to push certain initiatives? I mean, we're all moving in a different technological world now, uh, iPads, uh, you know, uh, Facebooks. What are you, what's NASTA doing? Well, actually, uh, a year ago, actually two years ago, um, I don't know if you know this, Randy, but, uh, or Larry, uh, I helped coach a high school baseball team. No, and um, players are required to contact me if they're not going to be at the um, at the practice. Well, where they were using this thing called texting, and I was expecting email or uh, a phone call. So I've had to learn to text, and I've I learned from them just how the young people today, the younger generation, whatever. I'm an old dinosaur, so. Mm-hmm. Um, how quickly they communicate and how it's like you and I using a telephone. They use this new media. Well, luckily we have somebody who has a great deal of expertise and that's Peter Arnold. Uh, 
Um, and he's been tasked with bringing NASDAQ into the new reality of social media and how to use the new technologies. And I'll just give you a little example. And this is something I could not have imagined me doing three years ago. Uh, I was in a mediation, uh, doesn't matter how long ago, but it's several weeks. And the mediator told me that the plaintiff attorney said, well, he really couldn't recommend a structure to his clients because of interest rates and really nobody's doing structures anymore. Well, I went to the NASA website. I downloaded several of the videos we have available there, put them on a thumb drive, handed them to the mediator, and, and the ones that ended up on there were uh, actually from the uh, November meeting we had, and it was uh, Matt Davis and Bob Massey. Uh, mediator took them in, played them for the attorney, and um, the mediator came back later and said, you know, the structures really helped settle the case, and up until the point where I could use that, uh, I call that new technology because it's new for me, mm -hmm. that really helped. And, you know, I love a happy ending to anything when the case gets settled and uh, I sell a structure. No question. You know, it's it's interesting you mentioned the texting. Uh, you know, before when we started to master email, we thought that was the, the fast new way to get the communications. I, I email my daughters and never hear back. I text them and hear back immediately. So I agree with you. I think the texting is is the new the new paradigm. And now there's the tweeting and the you know news news uh, spreads very very quickly uh, through the through the through that media that you would normally not see for for hours or days. It, it's right there in front of your eyes. It's it's uh, it's an amazing thing, and I think that's how the world's going, and I'm glad to hear well, that NASA One of the too. other things that we're doing, and, and again, uh, Peter's been tasked with uh, kind of making sure that this happens, um, is trying to find um, a way to get more people, more younger people, interested in attending our meetings mm -hmm. and um, become more active in the association, uh, both of you having been on committees before, you know how important that is in meeting the other people in the business, uh, giving back something to the business, which is why we do that. Mm -hmm. uh, and many of the younger people in the business right now are, are not, don't realize that that access is there and that it's important. Um, not quite sure how we're going to end up doing that. Um, and again, that's what Peter has been, uh, part of Peter's task is to find out ways that we can do that. Uh, whether it's using some of the social media sites, mm -hmm. um, you know, Facebook, Twitter, things like that. Um, I don't know, and I don't know what we are, but we are looking at it and candidly, um, that's one of the things that I would like more of the younger members to get involved with. And if that's a way to come in and start, um, tell us yeah. well, Mike, what they would like. You have to remember that when, uh, when this industry started 25 years ago, uh, the leaders were in the 35 to 45 uh, age range. And, and now it's, I think, time for that's the guys in that same age range to step up and take charge again. 
Uh, I think you're exactly right. And Peter's the great guy to do it. We were saying good things about uh, Eric. We, uh, we, I can't, don't think we can say enough good things about Peter as he's helped us with uh, a modern technology and great information pieces, both hardcover and electronic pieces that uh, have served our members so well over the years. Well, one of the items that we have done, uh, and we've already uh, had a test program on this, and it was quite successful, and that is uh, creating what we call a leadership meeting. Mm -hmm. And uh, that meeting would be um, basically now going to be basically a fly-in and fly-out meeting, uh, just one day, usually one night, and um, have the different committees get together, talk about what they're doing. And as both of you are aware, um, there's no barriers between the committees, and the committees have overlaps. And we found that it's uh, quite helpful to get those leaders and future leaders of our association together where they can talk. Um, that, I think, is going to be a big part of, uh, one, making it um, uh, less of a time demand, which is what we have heard from many of the um, uh, the members newer to the uh, business. No, no question. Hey, and Mike, you know, as we wrap up here now, uh, give us some final thoughts. And, and one final thing, I know that uh, you've created some informational pieces, some new things for members, and I, I assume they're all going to be on. They're they're all going to be on the website. So tell us how uh, people can reach that website. Tell us how people can reach you. Well, uh, nasta dot com n s s t a dot com is uh, the website. Uh, for those of your listeners who can't remember what their login is or uh, need a password, uh, if they just email to info, I-N-F-O, at N-S-S-T-A dot com, uh, we'll make sure to get that information to you very quickly. Um, the website, by the way, includes those articles, the articles from our attorneys from mediators, defense, and plaintiffs. Um, and the pieces that are available there are all available to download. Um, I've been downloading for quite a while pieces written in Spanish <laughs> and nice. uh, to explain uh, why a structured settlement would be good for them. Um, people can reach me at uh, uh, m. Kelly, K-E-L-L-Y, at S-F-A-I-N-C.com. I'm also, I should be, hopefully, still on the first page of the uh, website. And um, if you have any questions, email me. Um, promise to get back within 24 hours. And Randy, how about some final thoughts from you? Well, I think it's a new day at NSSTA. And as you hear, there's a lot of exciting things going on. And can't wait for 2011. I, I agree totally, and uh, I agree, Mike. Uh, you've done a hell of a job. I'm very uh, happy to hear that uh, you're you're involved in a lot of these new Washington uh, uh, efforts. That's going to be key to our our uh, survival. And uh, keep up the good work. In case uh, you're first time listeners here, you should know that every Ringler Radio Show can be downloaded from our website, RinglerAssociates.com, or you can get it on the Legal Talk Network at LegalTalkNetwork.com. Or you can actually go to iTunes and uh, download uh, this particular show or any show. And uh, as you're walking along in your iPod, uh, listen uh, to Mike Kelly. And 
Well, Randy. and I want to thank both of you for allowing me to talk about something that's near and dear to my heart, it's which true. is uh, structured settlement. Tremendous. And uh, reach any Ringler Associate on ringlerassociates.com. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Randy, thanks for being co-host. Great job. Mike, have a great day. Everyone else, thanks a lot. The views expressed by the participants of this program are their own and do not represent the views of, nor are they endorsed by, Legal Talk Network, its officers, directors, employees, agents, representatives, shareholders, and subsidiaries. None of the content should be considered legal advice. As always, consult a lawyer. Thanks for listening to Ringler Radio. In its sixth year on Legal Talk Network with over a half a million listeners, Ringler Associates, where experience counts. Since 1975, Ringler Associates has provided the finest structured settlement services to all parties involved in physical injury claims. Ringler Radio is made possible in part by the life markets that issue structured settlement annuities, including Allstate, American General, Liberty Life, MetLife, New York Life, John Hancock, and Prudential.